In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. If anyone thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever again I had, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. Our passage um, today, both from, from Philippians as well as from the Gospel of John, deal with what it is to know and not know who Jesus is. And, and put before us as the goal, in many ways, of, of what our life is to be as children of God. We are called to know Jesus. Of, of all the things that we sort of, we put um, before us in, in, a big, in a big list of being baptized and confirmed and uh, take communion and uh, read the Bible and pray and all of these other, other aspects of Christian obligation that especially we, we took forth on, on Ash Wednesday said so we're going to recover these things of Christian obligation that we may keep to a holy land uh, more than anything. All of these, uh, the point of all of these are to lead us to knowing Jesus. Paul begins to, to lay out all of his qualifications. He says, if you, if you want to talk, you want to talk resume, you don't have to look any further than me. I'm where it's at. You know, if, it, if this is just about lineage, I'm, I'm a Pharisee of Pharisees, born of the tribe of Benjamin, circumcised on the eighth day, blameless according to the law. If anybody has faith in, in works, it would be me. But I count those all as rubbish of the surpassing joy, faith, 
confidence of knowing Jesus Christ. This is, this is the power and the power of his resurrection and, and knowing that, that who Jesus is. And he goes on to talk about the great joy of knowing Jesus. In fact, Philippians has rejoice, rejoice, rejoice so many times that you forget that he's writing this from prison, a prison that he's never going to leave and eventually be executed from. And yet, nothing more than rejoice in who Jesus is and knowing Jesus is on his lips. And this passage is, is fairly clear um, for, for any of us to pick up and read that this is the main point of this little passage is to know Jesus. The power of his resurrection is more important than all the things that, that, we, that we think we do. All the things that if we stood before the throne of God and we'd say, I was baptized. I went to St. Jude's every Sunday. I was confirmed by Bishop you know, whoever. Um, on and on and on. Knowing Jesus is more important. We can see that pretty clearly from Philippians. But it's also the, it's also the main point of John's gospel. We have Mary. This is after Lazarus has died. It's nice that we have this passage because we, we just read this through the week. If you've been following along in the Lenten readings, we, we read this passage this week. Lazarus has been raised. Um, we've, we've, already, we've, we've already had this great confession of Martha. In, in John's Gospel, we don't have the confession of Peter. You get the confession of Martha. A person that we often don't think of as the one with the confession. We think of Martha's from the other, the Luke story, Martha who's busy in the busy getting everything ready and annoyed with her sister. But Martha here in, in John's gospel, she says, um, if you were here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will do anything that you ask him. That's pretty faithful. And she, and she says, well, your brother will rise again. Martha says, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And any, everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. This is the main confession of faith right here in John's Gospel, the first confession of faith in John's Gospel comes from the lips of Martha. And now, Jesus, after raising Lazarus to life, is at Mary and Martha's and Lazarus' house in Bethany, and, and uh, Martha serving, and Lazarus is reclining with him at the table, and Mary takes a pound of expensive nard, 300 denarii. Um, a denarii, remember, is, is or denarius anyway, is, is like 
a day's wage. So you translate this to uh, almost a year's worth of, of wages that, that she poured out. So, you know, good fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of perfume. So not a little bit of money, right? It's, 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 a, it's a worth quite a bit. And she anoints his feet. And wipes it with her hair. And, and Judas is annoyed because this could have been used for the poor. Except that he didn't really care about the poor because he helped himself to the money. And so we have a little bit about, about uh, Mary, a little bit about Judas. Um, in this in this passage, of of uh, again, John John's gospel is a lot of abundance, right? We have we have begin with that miracle um, of of the wine, where basically six six thirty to forty gallon jug, so another hundred eighty to two hundred forty gallons of wine. Jesus Jesus makes it's abundance. Uh, he feeds 5,000 abundance, heals the man who was paralyzed for 38 years, and the man born blind, and raises Lazarus to life after he's been dead four days. And so the, this theme of abundance continues all through John's gospel of, of God's grace and God's glory, and it's here, again, a pound of nard um, anointing Jesus' feet. But the point of that is, um, Mary knows who Jesus is. The same way Martha knew who Jesus was when she said, I, am, I believe that you are the resurrection and the life. Yes, I believe you are the Messiah, the Christ. Mary believes that the response is, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to pour out this offering for you. And it's knowing who Jesus is that not only allows her to do this, but allows Jesus to receive it. Because we're quite blessed. Not that just we have a God who loves us to the extent that he sends his son into the world to die for us, to live for us, to die for us, to be raised to new life for us, that we might have life. We do have a God like this. But we also have a God who likes to receive gifts from us. Is pleased to receive gifts. On Christmas morning, Oftentimes, are you more excited to open a gift or to see the person that you love open the gift that you bought for them? Many of us, for me at least, I mean, I like getting gifts, but I like giving gifts maybe even more. God is pleased to receive the gifts that we have. 
God longs for us to, to love that we love him so much that we give gifts, that we pour out worship, that we pour out extravagance on God. Because this is the relationship that we have. A relationship that we, we come to, we know who God is. One who, who loves us so intensely, but, but wants us to know him. To know the love, the grace, the blessing, the power. To know the joy of the resurrection and the Spirit's blessing. And this, more than anything, is the betrayal of Judas. At least in John's Gospel, there's not that same sort of, that same um, transaction where he goes and, and, he, and he gives him away for 30 pieces of silver that's in the other Gospels. In, in, in John's Gospel, Judas is, is the one who betrays him primarily because he doesn't know him. Doesn't know He's been with Jesus, but he doesn't know, doesn't see, doesn't recognize, has no idea who he is. Even after Jesus washes his feet and eats a meal, he goes out. Even after Jesus continuously performs signs and the very next passage says, um, in, in John's Gospel, as we move forward, that even though the people continued to see the signs, they did not believe. They did not know. Judas didn't know. <laughs> Mary knew who Jesus was. Paul knew who Jesus was who Jesus is, and says everything. I count everything for loss. Everything that the world says is great power, wealth, brains, looks, etc. I got it all, but it doesn't matter compared to knowing Jesus. As we come into this last week of Lent for Holy Week, may we come to know Jesus. We prayed for the healing service. May we dive more into His Word. May we spend time reflecting on the glory of God, the way that God wants to receive gifts as well as pour them out upon us. That we know that love and that blessing. That we may walk the way to the cross and rejoice in the power of his resurrection. Amen. Amen. Amen.